Good afternoon, good evening. This is the real Evan J live stream. I am your host, the real Evan J. As we are broadcasting and podcasting today is November 30th, 2022, the day that we are recording this live. Um, this will go up on different platforms, obviously at different times, but we're going out now on the usual live stream platforms, primarily to Getter and to Twitch and to DLive. So welcome to the show. I'm going to start with the opening song. I officially launched my podcast out of uh, previous episodes from the archive of this show. And today, episode 250, is going to be the official first podcast, new podcast, that's broadcast now on Substack. That's eventalks.substack.com. And it is syndicated now onto Apple Podcasts. So going forward, I'm going to try to do what I used to do way back at the beginning, which is begin the show immediately with the opening song music and then do the greetings after. But I've gotten into the habit of talking a little at the beginning because it's live streaming and making sure all the platforms are up and running and that we're able to see comments. Uh, I want to welcome Vicky to the show. I see your comment there coming in from Twitch. And so let me hit you with the opening song and then I will see you on the other side in about a minute 45. long time since I had something to say. I told you what was going on, then I went away. Now it's been about a year, so I'm coming back to remind y'all what's going on here. Everything I said turned out to be true. All the liars in the media, the gaslighting you. There never really was a real pandemic or there would have been people pushing wheelbarrows. Dead people in the streets piled up to here. Dropping dead faster than we could conceive. Bodies piled up like the Spanish flu, but it wasn't like that because they're lying to you. It's time to be awakening. out there were no more deaths in 2020 than in previous years counting all the other causes they just moved the deaths from all the other columns like flu and pneumonia you know what they call them they call them covid deaths they inflated the numbers to make us all afraid separate your families to make us feel sad isolate the children to make them feel bad terrify them then deny them basic human dignities they rely on human touch smiling face fresh air to breathe a wide open space Slap a mask on your little kid's face. Staff infection all over the place. Why can't people see the fear they're in? This shit is straight up Luciferian. Shit. All right. Um, one of those situations where you hate to be right. Would rather be wrong, but I happen to have been right in that case. Uh, talking about the scamdemic, the uh, demscamic, whatever you want to call it. And uh, today, episode 250, we are all about the pedo elite today, okay? This is a single issue show today. Um, you may see me on a personal note uh, squinting a little more than usual. I'm having some eye issues and 
Uh, if you're on my email list, you, you know what that's all about. But I want to get right into the content today and um, just cover, got a lot to cover, got about five or six videos in today's show. I was able to preload them all, so I'm assuming that they're all going to work. Last week, we had some issues trying to play video off the internet during the live stream, and I think I've uh, accounted for that, for downloading videos in advance and loading them into the player. It should work well today if you are watching the video. If you're not watching the video, um, it should be self-explanatory. Now that I'm officially podcasting this show, I'm going to try to take more effort when I show videos that aren't fully self-explanatory from the audio to kind of narrate what's happening either before, during, or after, okay? I think today is a pretty straightforward show. It is all about the uh, pedo elite. Hey, uh, Kathy, uh, Buster Hans coming in from DLive. So we have Twitch and DLive chat active. Might as well throw a uh, housekeeping announcement in here at the top of the show that if you are on DLive, it is at Evan Talks. If you're on Twitch, it's at Real Evan Talks. Everything is at Evan Talks, really, except for Twitch. Uh, so it's at Evan Talks on Getter. It's at Evan Talks on DLive. It's at Real Evan Talks on Twitch. And of course, you can watch the show uh, from my website, evantalks.com. And let me just, if you're a new viewer uh, on any of these platforms, I'd like to welcome you. Welcome you into the chat, which is really coming into the family. You can come and introduce yourself and be warmly welcomed by everybody in the chat. If I happen to see it during the live stream, I will uh, engage with you live. That's what I love about this weekly live stream show is getting together with my fam looking at what's going on, whatever the topic of the day, being able to interact with each other. And that's really a very special time for me every week. And I hope it is for you too. So I welcome you to the show. Welcome you to the podcast. Um, I just want to show you a couple of things online. Okay. And uh, I'm loading them up right now. Evantalks.com. So let me share my screen with you. Okay, so here we are on my website, evantalks.com. It is featuring my new book, Demystifying Crypto. It's only been out for a few weeks now. And it is a nonfiction book. It reads like a dystopian novel because truth is stranger than fiction these days. And um, we got Lisa coming in now on Twitch. Welcome to the show, uh, Lisa. And so uh, for new viewers, you're looking at my website, Demystify. It's evantalks.com. If you want to watch the show on my website, uh, and you'll see as you scroll down the page, you can learn all about the book. You may see a pop-up inviting you to join my email list. If you tap on that, it will open up an email form. You sign in and you'll get um, onto my list and you'll get early notifications. You'll get special offers and you'll get actually free access uh, to my upcoming course if you read my book and get on my email list. Now, if you want to watch the show on the website, you scroll all the way down to the page and you see these two buttons on the right and the left of the sign-up form that's at the bottom. Okay, Dif uh, same list, by the way. So whether you see a pop-up or whether you scroll to the bottom, you could sign in wherever you want 
and get on my list that way and get access to my programs and to my notifications. On the right, you'll see it says Evan Talks Watch. That is the watch page. And if you tap that button right there, it opens up the page where, again, there's another sign-up form at the top, but you can scroll right down and you'll see right here in about the top third of the page, you'll see the live stream is going on right now. This is the same as going on Twitch, but it's embedded there with the chat right on eventalks.com. It's easier for you to uh, access if you're in a hurry, okay? Another thing uh, is that if you are on the blog, where if you go down to the bottom, you'll see menus down there at the bottom. I like to keep the tops of my pages clean, so a lot of times my menus are at the bottom instead of the top of the page. Uh, you click on the blog and you'll get to the blog. Uh, I've made some changes to the blog, mostly in the right sidebar here. You'll see uh, plugs for my book to get the book on Amazon. And here is a new widget that I put in here called Official Channels. And you'll see that I have the not all of my channels, but the ones I use most often. You'll see Getter, Rumble, BitChute. Those are my video channels there because I'm banned on YouTube, of course. Uh, Truth Social, and then, of course, DLive and Twitch down there. So these are the ones I use most often. And this way, through my website, evantalks.com, you can easily access my show. You can get to my other channels. I try to make it very intuitive for you. If you'd like to see any changes or adjustments on my website or my blog, I'm always open to feedback. And you can do that by joining my email list and then just sending me an email, just hitting reply to any of my emails. I love to communicate with viewers. So um, welcome to the show. Ursula just came in and Ursula's on Twitch. So Twitch is uh, very active today. Kathy's on DLive. And um, I don't see anyone yet on Getter, but uh, if you're on Getter watching, you know I love streaming to Getter, and I love the Getter support staff, and I love the Getter community. Um, I've had some personal medical issues the last week, which I'm not going to get into much in this uh, episode, but it's kept me off Getter for the last week. I've spent more time in doctor's offices and the emergency room dealing with these eye issues. Um, and it turns out I have come down with a case of adult onset diabetes, okay? So it explains so many things that's been going on with me lately. And um, I'm just beginning this journey now. I got medication prescribed that I don't want to take, but I, it is a serious issue. My blood sugar is over five times the normal amount for somebody my age. And I am going to be taking it very seriously in terms of uh, dietary changes and stuff. A lot of the stuff they recommend you eat, I already eat and I already love fresh vegetables and um, a lot of water and I love exercising. So a lot of times I just need to do a lot more of what I'm already doing. But then I also love um, sweets and ice cream and carbs and complex carbs and all the stuff that's really bad for your blood sugar that shoots it up through the roof. And that's why I have not been paying attention to that really a lot. I've been indulging and comfort eating, stuff like that with all the stress. Um, of course, I quit cannabis. I think that the cannabis use uh, somehow is good for my blood sugar over the years and kept it down. And since I quit, maybe I stopped getting that kind of protective layer. But um, 
What can I tell you? I think that's the deal. So uh, I'll be reporting more on that on my personal journey. I'll be writing my email list about that. I'm not going to take up a lot of screen time about it until I get to pinnacle kind of benchmark areas where I feel like I've learned a lot or I've had some progress or I have setbacks or forward motion. I will totally share that with you because I'm the real Evan J and this is the real Evan J live stream. So um, that's what it's all about relationships and this is uh, keeping it real. So as it happens to me, I'm going to share it with you. Um, but in this journey time at the beginning where I have so much research and exploration to do on my own, uh, I just wanted to touch on it. This has just hit my plate. Um, my vision has been double lately, so it's been very strange kind of getting around and walking around. I'm literally seeing things stacked on top of each other and uh, not blurry, but just double. And so I've had to close one eye or the other. It's been really uh, causing headaches and other things. And I thought maybe it was related. I was having headaches and eye issues. Thought it was related possibly to a bike accident that I had a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it turns out, no, I actually had a brain scan and uh, there's no brain damage or any kind of damage that way. Thank God, praise God. Um, but I was diagnosed with this, which uh, my friend Andrea told me is like the holy two by four you get hit by. So if it wasn't for the car accident, that made me worry about stuff, I may have never gone in to get checked and found out that I have this blood sugar issue. So again, praise God for using weird things to keep me um, on my toes and keep me aware of stuff, okay? And uh, from there, we're just gonna get right into the show. So uh, I think, did I say hi, Ursula? Ursula's here on the show. Yeah, so we got Ursula and Lisa and Kathy. Kathy, you're having some problems on Getter. I'm looking at Getter right now, and it's definitely uh, streaming. It's live streaming. I don't see any live chat going on there, um, but it looks like it's working, and uh, I'm just going to keep going on the show because you're on Twitch, and so you're able to watch it, so um, I'm not concerned about it. And the shows, of course, will be posted to BitChute and Rumble after the show at some point. I'll get that up on those channels. That's why you might want to access those uh, from the sidebar of my blog. And from now on, they'll be going out on Apple Podcasts and my Substack blog. That was the other thing I wanted to show you, actually. Um, so this is my new Substack, eventalks.substack.com. Uh, I have just one blog post there so far called, Hey Substack, Here I Am. Uh, and then I have two podcasts that I post, which were actually the first two episodes ever of this Evan J live stream going back from June 2021. The first episode is only 13 minutes long, and it is my musical reportage uh, called Jews Like Me. This is why they want to silence Jews like me. It's all about censorship and about how they were coming after and deplatforming and censoring people. Uh, this substack is special because you may have heard this report before or not, but what I never did until this substack was post and print all the words to the report. So if you want to rap and sing along with me to the beats and the loops as I'm reporting about how the AP, Associated Press, and IBM colluded with Nazis and Hitler to create... Um, tracking technology for the undesirables and how that ties into their doing the same thing again today with the vaccine passport technology and how they're tracking vaccinated, unvaccinated, and they're 
uh, folding it into this global digital ID. So you can read all about it. This is a great piece of work, I have to say, um, that I was really proud of. And so I'm glad that it's now posted as a podcast and a blog on Substack. So um, if you do go to my Substack, uh, help, me, help me get it seen by others. Um, and thank you, Kathy. I noticed you hit a bunch of those links already. Uh, and hit that heart button right here under the posts and that will help my Substack get discovered by other people the more hearts I can get onto my posts. Um, so going back to the main page, episode two is called Unpacking Episode One, okay? And uh, that is an hour plus of traditional reporting, not singing, where I'm talking about the stories that I'm rapping about in episode one in the music reportage, and I unpack that in great detail. So if you're one of the newer, or relatively newer viewers that only came to the show a few months ago, um, I invite you to go back and explore these podcasts. Also in the links to the podcast where the written description is more rich than it is on my blog, I also include links to my blog where you can watch the original video report if you like, uh, but now you can get it on audio too and you can get it on Apple Podcasts. So that is my housekeeping announcements for the day, okay? So we've got a big show today, as Ed Sullivan used to say on TV, a really big shoe, a really, really big shoe, okay? And we're gonna start with a little video from our friends at The View, okay? So let's start with that, talking about this Balenciaga scandal. If you don't know who Balenciaga is, I bet you do if you're watching now. But if you don't know, by the end of this episode, you're going to be more well-informed on what's going on with uh, the pedo elite, pedophilia, and all of that stuff, child trafficking, um, than, you, than most people, okay? And this is uh, going to have a lot of uh, information, okay? Different reports. We're gonna feature some videos today from Tucker Carlson. We got a video from uh, Greg Reese, of course. We've got a video from uh, the man himself, AJ. I won't even say his name because we may get um, pinged for that. But uh, stay tuned to this entire show. I've got news articles to report. I've got videos in context. And by the end of this show today, you're going to be incredibly well informed on this issue from multiple varieties. Okay, so let's start with the view. Uh, Vicky uh, has a comment. How is the view still on the air? Yeah, I often wonder the same thing. Um, so let's take a look at how they're covering this issue, which is kind of the pop culture watered down, um, you know, uh, propaganda version of the story, okay? It's how they want to keep people dumb and uninformed. So I want to start there, and then I'll start sprinkling in actual information and truth. So then we'll take another look maybe at that report later in the show, and you'll see how ridiculous it is. So let's start with this report. I may not get through the whole thing, uh, but I'll get through at least the salient parts at the beginning. So here goes. So fashion house Balenciaga, a very, you know, posh, is under fire for a controversial 
fetish-themed ad campaign featuring child models, okay? Balenciaga blames the production company for the ads. They have a kid posing with S&M stuff. But the set designer says Balenciaga executives were on the set. They knew what was happening. Are they taking a page from Trump's notebook and say, I didn't know, I didn't know nothing. I know, not, I know nothing, I say nothing. What's I, going on here? I found this ad campaign particularly distasteful um, in this moment. So there's this, there's growing anti-LGBTQ sentiment right now. And it, how it's being framed is as portraying, you know, trans people as groomers. This is a term you'll hear on the far right. They're groomers. This is where you get the anti-drag queen stuff that we're right. seeing. So Balenciaga played right into their hands by having kids in a sexualized manner carrying something that represents, you know, sex acts. I think it was a really bad misstep at a moment where it's just kind of a dangerous time to even give credence to those kind of insane takes. Yeah, I mean, we can I'm going to pause right there because if you're wondering where the trans pedo groomers um, come in, and you'll notice that she gaslighted the story immediately. She takes it right from there's child trafficking going on and we're gonna get into this, what's in these ads and how they're glorifying child sex and child pornography and child trafficking. And she immediately turns it into what she calls a right-wing problem, somehow uh, talking about trans pedo groomers, okay? So trans pedo groomers, um, let me just play this quick report from Owen Schroer at InfoWars. Cuck Light presents Real Stable Genius. Real Stable Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Ridiculous Prosthetic Breast Teacher. Mr. Ridiculous Prosthetic Breast Teacher. Just when you thought the world could not get more ridiculous, you showed up to school with a beard and a bust from a freak show carnival in 1941. Gather around me. But they wouldn't put you in a classroom with children in a blade saw, would they? Of course they would. Look at these! I'm sure the children will have no problem concentrating with your quadruple D bazoongas bouncing around. Eyes up here, boys! And if the parents have a problem with that, you know they'll be called bigots and the show will go on. Nothing can stop me! So crack open an ice-cold cuck light, Mr. Mother of the Mammary. Because when it comes to your cans, class dismissed. You get a double B plus. Cuck Light, InfoWarsStore.com, Austin, Texas. <laughs> All right. So that was a play on the old Real Men of Genius uh, radio commercials for Bud Light. And we played that before on the show. But that uh, features the Canadian teacher who had like not double D plus, they must be double, double Z, uh, fake prosthetic breasts in a uh, elementary school class um, with massive nipple erections sticking out of uh, his, her t-shirt, whatever it is. And um, that is being celebrated in our school. So you have people on The View trying to gaslight saying that that stuff isn't even going on. And now we've done entire shows before showing Drag Queen Story Hour and how um, at least three of them were arrested for child sex um, crimes and for lewd behavior in front of children and stuff like that. And then they get put in libraries to read um, 
pornography to children, basically. So we've covered that in detail. That's not the topic of today's show. Today's show is uh, more about the Balenciaga deal and child trafficking. And we're gonna end today's show, by the way, with a bombshell report that just dropped today um, from Project Veritas. So I'm gonna show you that. And so um, here we go. Let's go into uh, back into the view and we'll take a look at some more gaslighting on this issue before we unpack their BS and start getting into uh, the real truth, okay? Uh, back to the view, the gaslighters at the view. We can't even show the picture because it's so distasteful. But what's also very distasteful is like Balenciaga lady. Okay, sorry, I can't even help myself but come back in. They can't even show the picture. They acknowledge that the pictures are, dis she calls them distasteful. The other one calls them controversial. It's child sex glorification and it's child pornography basically or simulated and it's uh, glorified child sex themes for adults consumption, which used to be called child pornography. Um, this doesn't have actual sex acts, but it has bondage and things like that. Don't worry, they won't show the pictures. We will today, so um, stay tuned. I'm sure you've probably seen a lot of them, but maybe some of you haven't. Uh, we'll show exactly what's in them. Uh, but let me get back to the gaslighting. There's so much gaslighting in every sentence, you gotta almost unpack it. So um, let's see, uh, Ursula's saying that it's true that the view is still on uh, only to pander to those with very low IQs. Um, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> and says the mother of the memories will shed those in no time once he figures out how bad it is on his back. <laughs> that's funny. When all the girls I know with uh, big boobs growing up, that's true. Hurts the back, right? Um, let's get back into the gaslighters on The View. I mean, <laughs> their stuff is just ugly. I mean, the, the bag that, that their little girl is holding is ugly. Do you remember when Kim K was dressed in Balenciaga for the, ga she loves for the it. Met Gala? She like, Look the, at that. Black. Oh, yeah. she looks like a bat or something. I mean, so they are, I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if, if their intent is to be subversive and draw attention to the issues, or are they just making ugly things? What I don't understand is how they can, uh, how they can uh, sue somebody when they designed a bag for their holiday season. Yeah. Uh, the bag is shaped like a teddy bear wearing bondage gear. Now, it, it takes and hundreds of people. Ugly. It takes hundreds of people in a fashion house like Balenciaga to appro approve a design, to approve an ad campaign. So I'm sorry, you guys. I know you're trying to cover your ass, but you got bigger problems than you got to look inside your house because you've got people who are not yeah. doing their job well and who have no damn common sense. And anyone who's worked in a company, it doesn't take a fashion house. Any company you work in, we all complain of bureaucracy and how many nets and loops and how many eyeballs and yeah. lawyers and standards have to look at every single thing. There is no world in which the, that was not seen on the front end on the set. Seen to approve the pictures. They like the seen ugly to, stuff. Yeah. So yeah. it's like been happening over and over again. They it's had a, a garbage bag. Okay, they like the ugly stuff. She keeps trying to gaslight the story away from the fact that this is child porn bondage sex material that is being cleared from Balenciaga, from the Instagram uh, manager's page, from everything. You know, they uh, wiped their entire social media presence. Uh, after this story broke. So we're gonna get into that too today.
But this lady on The View, I don't know who she is, who keeps just trying to make jokes and talk about how their stuff is ugly, she doesn't want you focusing on what's really happening in these pictures. She wants to gaslight you onto these other issues and just make you laugh and like Ursula said, um, keep you in a low IQ place. So let's go back. Yeah. Shaped like a, like a trash bag, like, and it was um, $1,790. Were they the potato chip bag too? Yes. yes. Oh my God. I think they was the Frito Lay bag. <laughs> Don't you remember, uh, what's her name? Kim Kardashian was wrapped in crime tape that said Balenciaga from head to toe. Oh, I don't remember. It must have one. hurt to take off. Maybe we're getting punked. I think maybe it's trolling us. Campaign is this a subversive campaign? For the record, Kim Kardashian, who was the ambassador for this brand, is reevaluating her relationship with Balenciaga. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just saying. Oh, yes. and I have and, a Oh, here, note. we have a slender note. Uh, Balenciaga has apologized and is taking legal action against their the production clothes? company, uh, <laughs> North Six, and set designer Nicholas Deshardines. An agent for Deshardines said, everyone from Bal Balenciaga was on the shoot and was present on every shot and worked on the edit of every image in post-production, adding that he is being used as a scapegoat and is hiring a legal team. North Six has declined to comment on the allegations. Okay. Okay, so there's the report from our friends at The View, um, Gaslighters in Chief in the Morning. And what they're saying is uh, covering as much as they can. Oh, Kim Kardashian is reevaluating her thing. We're going to put that in context today, too. Okay, so uh, where did this start? This started with a bunch of citizen journalists, okay, on the internet, on Twitter, and other places, uh, noticing this child porn type bondage photos, okay? Uh, Vic, Vicky's asking if anyone else lose sound. I'm seeing that my sound is working right now. Um, so I think that the sound might be there, but you never know. We have been, uh, we've been uh, pinged on all these platforms except for Getter for covering certain materials. So I don't know what's happening, um, but I did have uh, all my internet fixed and everything like that uh, to make sure that the show wouldn't get popped off, so uh, it shouldn't happen again. Now, I'm looking at the getter stream on my window in a teeny little window, and it looks like it might be freezing up, but uh, I'm just gonna keep going, the show must go on, and we're gonna see how the replay looks after. Uh, again, if you're ever listening to this podcast, it's a live stream show and um, I don't pre-record it. And so a couple times I'll pre-record things like a musical performance. But in terms of what we're doing here, this is never pre-recorded. This always live. So we get what we get. And uh, I'm glad you're here on the show. Let me keep going through. Um, I hope you get the sound back, Vicky. Uh, if you don't see the sound or somebody can... Uh, Post to Vicky, restart your computer, and I'll put that on screen, and maybe she'll see. Oh, she can't. Maybe she'll see it pop up. Uh, but that's always the self-fix. If things aren't working, re reboot your browser, restart your computer if necessary. Uh, you'll usually be able to get right back onto the show. Okay. So now we saw the view kind of how they gaslight that situation. Now let's look at some of the original reporting. 
Okay, so this is from Twitter from Allison Cantofante, Centofante, um, on Twitter. I don't know who this person is, but she said this, uh, this was on November 21, okay, so about a week ago. And she said, the Balenciaga ad is disgusting. Uh, toddlers posing with BDSM sex toys and alcohol hiding in plain sight, a Supreme Court case involving federal child porn law. And then she says, stop sexualizing kids to sell your ugly overpriced stuff, Balenciaga. So then it opens up and there's four pictures here. And I think I might have better pictures of this uh, in the report. We'll see as we uh, unfold. Also in the Greg Reese report, we'll see really close up uh, some of this stuff. And in the AJ report, we'll see some very close up stuff. Um, but what we're looking at here, if you are on the podcast, just listening to audio, we're looking at pictures from what was formerly Balenciaga's Instagram feed. They had over 40 million followers, apparently. They wiped their entire feed, 100% of all of their content. Um, so what do you think they're hiding, right? So what we're looking at here is a, uh, I don't know if she's still a toddler, looks about three years old. And she's standing on a bed. It's like Halloween theme. There's like uh, dragon stickers on the back of the wall behind her. She's a redhead in a black t-shirt. And she's holding a panda bear, okay, that's in bondage gear. I'm, I'm closing up. So the panda has a bondage collar on. And that's like a spiked dog collar with a big padlock on it. That's a BDSM um what is that? BDSM is uh, bondage and discipline sadomasochism, BDSM. And so um, these, and she's got cuffs here on the panda's arms and legs. Okay, so those are cuffs with O-rings or D-rings. And those are things that you can attach leashes or ropes to and tie um, them to the wall or tie them down or tie their hands to their feet. And um, what's that called? Hog tying. So this is a panda bear stuffed animal that's dressed in bondage gear. And the panda has what's called panda eyes, which is big black rings around the eyes. And in child pornography and sex circles, panda eyes is, you can look this up, it's code word for children who have been severely abused with trauma to the point that their eyes um, get these black circles around them. And for the real sad uh, sadistic, child sex torture people who are into that stuff, that's the biggest turn on for them is when a child has panda eyes because it shows that they've been used and abused. Now, what's on the uh, table around her, there's a white rabbit, which is supposed to be another um, pedophilia thing. I'm not sure what that is exactly. Um, and I can't see a lot of the other stuff on the table. There's a, uh, later in this report, we'll get to the full picture of this where you can see the alcohol and some sex toys and stuff like that. This is a close up of the panda we're looking at now with the, um, and it's got the, uh, the lock on the BDSM collar has a big B on it. So that's for Balenciaga. So it's a, it's a panda bear wrapped in bondage gear um, with a Balenciaga-themed collar, okay? Um, now here, okay, now we can see the whole table. So in front here, 
This is the, uh, I think, the same or a different girl. She's lying on her stomach. She looks like she's, you know, uh, kind of tired and submissive. Now the table in front of her has more bondage collars on it. It has um, dog collars and it has a spiked dog bowl, like as if you have to get on your hands and knees and drink from the dog bowl like an animal. Um, and then there's candles and in beer cans and um, just stuff like that, used wine glasses and things like that. And it's all set up in the living room with this kid who's just kind of on her stomach there. Um, Vicky's asking, how is that even a good ad campaign, right? I guess it depends what you're looking to buy. Um, and Ursula is saying these people need to be arrested, right? And they all turn on each other. Balenciaga says, oh, we didn't know what the photographer was doing on our website and our Instagram. Um, it's really crazy. So uh, Vicky's saying it tells us, though, that there are pedophile people out there that they're catering to. But does that mean that the high-end celebrities and everyone who buys their high-end products are into this stuff? Because... Who are they catering to? Their stuff is very overpriced and it's worn by a lot of celebrities. So uh, here's the papers that are on one of the tables that is from a court case that struck down an anti-child porn law and basically ruled that if it's not a real live child having sex or in a sexual situation, if it's just simulated sex like um, anime or, um, you know, dolls and stuff like that, that you're allowed to do that under free speech, apparently. So they put those papers as part of this ad campaign. Um, and that's what we're looking at there. So that story broke on or about November 21. And, um, and so the uh, next report I wanna show you came from Tucker Carlson. And this is kind of the bookend to what The View could have done, is a serious report about this. And uh, I'm going to show you that. And this is about a four-minute report from the Tucker Carlson show, okay? Uh, let me get into that right now. But it's not just the sexual mutilation of children in hospitals. This is part of a larger trend. And the trend is this. Adults crossing the line, and it has always been a bright line, into deep involvement with the sexuality of children. That has always been and must in a civilized society always be the most forbidden thing. It's considered unacceptable even among prison inmates. But now it seems to be growing in its prevalence. Consider the latest ad for the clothing brand Balenciaga. This was just uploaded on Instagram. As you can see, the photo shoot they're using to sell their products features a young girl holding a teddy bear in a bondage outfit. Then, in case you missed the point, the photo shoot also contains this image. It shows several documents. Most of them aren't visible, but what you can see when you zoom in, and of course the point is that you see it, is a reference to a U.S. Supreme Court case called Ashcroft versus Free Speech Coalition. That case struck down a law against kiddie porn. What is this? Well, it is what it appears to be. It's an endorsement of kiddie porn, of child pornography. What else could it be? We wanted to know. So we reached out today to Balenciaga to get their explanation, and they didn't respond. So we're gonna have to take that on face value and ask, 
where's the moral outrage? We have an entire industry uh, in this country comprised of moral outrage merchants. If you've ever been on Twitter, you know what we mean. Truly, an entire sector of our economy is devoted to attacking people for falling short of the mark. And here is a high-end retailer promoting kiddie porn in an ad on Instagram and nobody notices. There's no boycott. There's no front page New York Times editorial against it. And of course, Instagram let the advertisement run, endorsing kiddie porn. And by the way, if you have an alternate explanation for what this was, let us know. A child with a teddy bear in a bondage outfit and a Supreme Court decision striking down a kiddie porn law displayed on the table? What is that? Are we jumping to conclusions? Don't think so. It is what it appears to be. It's right in your face and no one's saying anything. Again, Instagram had no problem with this. Until Elon Musk took over Twitter, Twitter allowed hashtags that explicitly linked to child pornography. Nobody said anything because crimes against children are no big deal. It's thought crimes that are the real crimes. So if you said something about it, if you were libs of TikTok and said, wait a second, this seems to be abetting child molestation, which of course, that's what it's doing. You were instantly booted off Twitter. But the links to kitty porn, they're still there. Well, now they've been deleted. Thank God, that's one improvement. So all of this has been happening out in the open, but NBC News hasn't bothered to report on any of it. Where was their report tonight on Balenciaga pushing kitty porn in an Instagram ad? No, they're reserving all their energy to attack you for noticing. You're a stochastic terrorist if you point it out and you need to be censored, watch. Content moderation is a hard task. Um, what we know is that Twitter and, and where the bulk of this information is right now, because that's where the biggest accounts like Matt Walsh um, and Libs of TikTok again, where they sort of post this stuff. Um, what's being done? Well, two days ago, we know that Elon Musk, who owns Twitter now, he just reversed the policy that Twitter did have against targeting and harassment of LGBTQ people, against misgendering transgender people. So here you have people mutilating the genitals of children, running ads on Instagram, promoting kiddie porn. And there's Brandy Zadrozny on NBC News. She's not attacking them. She's attacking anyone who notices and accusing them of attacking gay people. Once again, this has nothing to do with gay people. This is an attack on the sexual fixation on and mutilation of the genitals of children pushing kiddie porn. There's nothing to do with gay people. That's an offense against anyone's definition of decency, and she's effectively defending it, and they all are. You're not allowed to notice it, or else you're committing violence. You're complicit in mass murder. Well, the people who are doing these things are fine. No one attacks them. Okay, so that is a real report. <laughs> okay, thank you, Tucker Carlson. And that uh, gives you more uh, background on this. Now, what happened since then? On November 22nd, Balenciaga, however you pronounce that, wiped their entire Instagram page, which had millions and millions, tens of millions of followers, um, and they wiped the whole thing. So you can't find any of that stuff. You can find it in uh, people who took screenshots, and you can go to the Wayback Machine and stuff like that. Um, so there's a lot of coverage on that and the outrage started to come from the actual citizen population. Um, and so that led to uh, more reports and more pushing back, including um, 
people like Kim Kardashian, who is a Balenciaga model, and Bella Hadid, who I don't know who that is, um, being slammed for their silence day after day after day, almost several days after this broke, they still hadn't said anything uh, about this campaign. And people started pressuring them on Twitter and other platforms like you, you better speak up about this or it sounds like you're in on it. And so what happened is they started to take action. So um, what happened is Bella Hadid, okay, here's what she looks like. Here's Bella Hadid. Uh, appeared to post and quickly delete photos from a Balenciaga campaign she was involved with. So it, all of their stuff has people dressed in like this satanic kind of demonic clothing where it's like de, uh, dehumanizing, where either their entire faces are covered, their entire bodies are covered. It's uh, pretty dark stuff. And then here's the gift shop, discover this. It's like, can you imagine wanting to shop at this place and you see this little kid who looks... You know, she's three years old. What does she know? And she's holding all this bondage stuff, but there's something in her eyes. You can just look in her face, like does not seem like a happy-go-lucky kid. Looks like a kid that's put in the middle of all this and kind of like, what am I doing here? Um, so Kardashian, uh, Kim Kardashian was being called on to publicly speak out against the company. This was November 22nd. She still hadn't done anything or said anything. Um, and so what happened after that? Then on November 23rd, the following day, Bella Hadid deletes a Balenciaga pic after the designer's bondage theme campaign features a child, okay? And there's just more um, coverage of that. And this shows, uh, here's another picture of the kid, uh, which we're looking close up. This is a different kid with a different bondage bear that also has um, bondage gear on it. And then behind her on the nightstand or on the table next to the couch, there's another, there's like a bird stuffed animal and that has uh, another bondage collar on it or a bondage vest. Um, same kind of stuff on the table, used wine glasses and dog collars and stuff like that. Okay, um, other collars and chains and things like that. Um, and so, um, who is this? This is Bella Hadid, again, that we're looking at, all in black with this big bag um, that looks like a Balenciaga bag. It's a nice bag, actually. Um, weird shoes. Um, and just other dresses that look, you know, they're just all black, which is fine. I mean, I'm wearing black right now, right? But it's like, it looks very witch-like. And when you put it in context, oh, here's a picture we didn't see yet. This is a little boy. Uh, in a Balenciaga ad and he is in a room like a kid's room and there's scratches and artwork all over the walls um, and again there's a white bunny here to, uh, uh, up over his left shoulder on one of the shelves um, there's the same kind of stuff uh, here's the bear with panda eyes uh, with the bondage stuff now he's not holding it it's on the floor kind of slumped against the wall. Looks like it's been abused and used. And it's like all of the artwork on the walls looks very dystopian, you know, by a kid. It's like a kid in, in art therapy that looks like they've been through stuff and it's all squiggles and weird shaped houses and, um, you know, weird things like uh, creatures and stuff like that from what I can see. 
Um, let's see, uh, Vic is saying Balenciaga has always been into bondage gear themed items. I, I never even heard about them until this. It shows you how uh, pop cool I've become over the years. Uh, their ads creep me out even when I don't look at the details, Vicky is saying. And so um, this is a kid in a hoodie. Um, same kid, same picture we're looking at. There's bonded, or there's caution tape, a roll of caution tape on the ground. Um, there's dark sunglasses, several different pairs and black caps. And again, um, like teacups, like it's a tea party, but then there's uh, bondage necklaces and chains and stuff like that. So very uh, interesting collection of stuff there. Okay, so this is November 23rd. Well, let's keep tracking this story. Now, let me go to the next report now that we're uh, well into the show. I think I can drop this report. This is a five minute video, maybe four and a half minutes, um, covering the same issue again. We've seen it from The View, how the pop culture uh, gaslighters cover it. Then we saw it on Tucker Carlson. It gives pretty Pretty great coverage on that. Now we're going to see the master of it all, Alex Jones himself, um, giving a four and a half minute report on this same issue. Okay, I'll see you on the other side. Our story starts as most of these investigations do. Just regular people on the internet, namely Twitter and Instagram, noticed that Balenciaga, ahead of a Paris fashion show last week, posted images from a new photo shoot with what appeared to be depressed, drugged out children holding bondage teddy and panda bears. Panda bears and panda eyes, again, are a code word for people that have been seriously tortured in dungeons. Look it up for yourself. And in part of the same shoot, they showed a purse on the desk and under the purse were court filings, Ashcroft versus the Free Speech Coalition. And in that case, the Supreme Court ruled that you could produce synthetic child porn, that as long as actual children weren't raped, you could, under the First Amendment, depict children being raped, tortured, and even murdered. So as Internet sleuths began to go to their official website of Balenciaga, they found even more. That's when the fashion designing company pulled thousands of images off of their website and issued an apology claiming the whole thing was an innocent mistake. But it was too late for the international fashion conglomerate. Before they were able to scrub the images, the public had already downloaded them all and are now going through them one by one and are finding things even worse than what we saw in the panda shoot or the promotion of the legalization of synthetic pedophilia. What we are witnessing is an open rollout of the internal operations of this globalist cult that operates in the currency of children. And this is their coming out, their externalization of the hierarchy. In the types of ancient black magic they are practicing that go back to Egypt and even before, it is critical to not just conduct your rituals in private or secret, but as you build towards your societal takeover, you then must have a moment of emergence or revolution where you force the, quote, transformation of humanity by shocking humanity using what is nothing but ancient forms of trauma-based mind control. They must break our will. They must break our spirit. They must train us to accept the most horrible, barbaristic things like sex with children, their torture, and even murder.
Because if we will put up with our young being attacked, if we will put up with the system coming directly after our children, then they know they've won. They are openly working in concert to condition the public not to value human life. They are purposely making the world ugly. They are purposely trying to depress us and isolate us for total control. In 2007, Tony Podesta, brother of John Podesta, celebrated his, quote, radical deviant art in a full spread in the Washington Post and publicized many of the images of children being tortured and sexually abused in one of the nation's largest newspapers. The same reason the fashion industry is now celebrating these very same images. They're letting you know that they are the cult, they are the ruling party, they are predators, and they are in control. All of this is designed to engage in complete dominance or physical, psychological, and spiritual assault on the body. The shots, the transgenderism, the mutilation, the abortion, the infanticide, the forced euthanasia, all of it is this death cult planting its flag of victory on us and saying we control the future. This is the transhumanist revolution against every man, woman, and child on this planet. What can we do about it? We can understand the psychological warfare. We can understand the history of trauma-based mind control. We can educate others, and we can withdraw all our support from Hollywood, big tech, and a system that is trying to force this down our throats. So if you want to stop these people, learn how they operate. Learn why they fear you. Learn why they're trying to break your will. And don't blacken your heart and just become desensitized to all this evil. Let it hit your heart. Let it hurt your heart. And let it energize you to cry out to God and to become more empathetic and more loving. And then God will lead God and direct you with the Holy Spirit in ways you've never known to be able to expose peacefully and lovingly these corrupt devils and bring them to justice so that our children will no longer be molested, attacked, tortured, and even killed by this cult. I'm Alex Jones. I want to thank you all for your support. I want to say great job to everybody on the internet spreading the truth because the awakening is accelerating and exploding and we are on the march. The satanic empire is on the run. Now share this critical emergency Thanksgiving report. All right, great report from Alex Jones. No wonder they want to ban him from every platform and shut him down and give him trillion dollar uh, judgments with uh, kangaroo courts that don't let him present evidence and find him guilty and then just find him these exorbitant amounts, try to run him out of uh, the communications business. And you can see why when you see reporting like that. You can see why when you see The View and people on the mainstream media um, doing cover work for these uh, child uh, pornographers and pedophiles and traffickers, um, and that's what they want to feed to everyone. And Alex kind of breaks it all down in ways that are really easy to understand and puts all the documents there and puts the photos there. If you're uh, listening to the podcast, um, you can see all of this on the video version of this report, okay, which uh, you'll see in the podcast links. You can always get to my Rumble and BitChute channels or to my blog and see the video report. Uh, so you can see the backup of all of this stuff, okay? Uh, it's really important now in history that people start to see 
and really put two and two together. It's kind of a lifting of the veil and a ripping off of the, uh, the band-aid to expose the scabs and the wounds and all of that stuff. So um, where were we? We started this report on or about November 21st. Now, after all of this stuff that we've seen and tons and tons of pressure, on November 28th, finally, is where we saw this story that Kim Kardashian is, quote, re-evaluating her relationship with Balenciaga, and they say amid ad scandal. So again, even in the coverage of this, and where is this? This is abcnews.go.com that I'm reading this article. And even in the headlines, they water down the truth of what it really is. It's not an ad scandal. It's a child pornography scandal, okay? And it's crimes against children being committed and they water it down by calling it an ad scandal and then Kim Kardashian doesn't even disassociate with them. She's just reevaluating, okay? So I'm not gonna read her stupid comments um, because they're watered down and they, you know, she didn't do anything, okay? And she says she's been quiet for the past few days. It wasn't a few days, it was over a week and everyone saw this stuff and she had nothing to say because she probably doesn't um, really have much to say. She's on the take with these guys. So um, she pulls, she says that she's reevaluating. Then uh, looking at another coverage from the paper or papermag.com, uh, another cover piece from November 28th that says Balenciaga releases full statement over what they call controversial campaigns. So again, these campaigns should be criminal against children and it's certainly child ne extreme child neglect and probably malignant child abuse to put them in these situations. But um, they papers and the media, they all cover for them and they call them things like ad controversy and stuff like that. So it's really just bullshit. And they release their whole statement. And Balenciaga, of course, says they have no idea or no intention for any of this to harm children, although they've been obviously doing it through their entire history. Okay. And they deleted their entire Instagram, kind of evidencing that maybe they have always been into this child porn kind of imagery and stuff. Okay. So from there... Uh, one of the top photographers for Balenciaga is named Lada Volkova. And she then put out an, uh, an article on, what are we looking at? November 28th. So the same day, uh, one of their top photographers who, whose own Instagram feed has now been turned private. So you can't just go and look at it. You have to be accepted. And, um, there was a ton of other kind of child porn. We're looking at an image of this Lada um, Volkova, who everything she does, okay, this is, I think this is her. She looks very boyish in a kind of pants and um, a bustier top. Not a very attractive woman. Um, and they don't post, of course, in this picture in Newsweek, any of the stuff that she's actually doing okay yeah there's no mention no intention uh ursula's commenting on the former balenciaga statement saying there's no intention this is a comment on the screen um and calling them sickos couldn't agree more by the way so loda volkova breaks her silence about balenciaga as stylist pics go viral that's from newsweek.com on the 28th and she's trying to separate herself saying you know i have no uh 
I have no power, she says, to choose anything that's in the photos or this or that, but it's like, she doesn't have to do these photos and her entire Instagram is made with, um, you know, making children look sexual and doing the transgender um, kind of propaganda, dressing boys in heels and girls like boys and all of that cross stuff that like, whatever, you want to dress however you want, it's not the issue, but it's like what you're doing to kids and the programming of their brains that like boys aren't boys and girls aren't girls. And God doesn't make each of us perfect in his image and knows exactly what body we're in. Like the, the very concept that God's making so many mistakes and that people need to correct mistakes that God made in creating us is a, a big, big, big red flag there that there's idolatry going on and um, hatred of God and God's creation. So from there, uh, Kanye West chimes in on the 28th is all the same day saying all the celebrities are controlled. All, of course, he's been featured and very well paid in Balenciaga ads himself. Um, but he says that he, you know, talks a lot about Jesus and purports to be Christian and he's, you know, probably truly a conflicted guy. And I did a whole episode where I'm telling, I'm saying he's not anti-Semitic. I don't care how many people say he is. Um, and that's super Jew. Remember when I got my yarmulke and my talus and everything on there and I was um, talking about that. So we did two and a half hours on yay. Uh, it doesn't mean he's perfect, but he's back and forth and all over on this, um, on this issue. And so both him and Kim Kardashian, his ex-wife, have gotten tons of money, probably millions and millions and millions of dollars um, from Balenciaga and working with them and stuff like that. They've both been runway models for them and all of that stuff. But he comes out and says that Balenciaga, uh, all the celebrities are controlled. And apparently he had also pressured Kim that she better get out in front of this, but even though she's like a week or more behind on that, okay? So I think now is the time, um, we already saw The View, okay? The View hosts remember in the report at the beginning of this episode today, acknowledged that they can't even show the fetish-themed ads with the children on television because it's so, they call it distasteful, but it's actually uh, borders on pornographic there. And so with all of that as background, now it's time to drop the Greg Reese report on this issue, okay? And then we're gonna go to the back half of the coverage, which is more about the child trafficking that's going on and how California is springing um, convicted pedophiles now less than a year served and they're just flooding the California streets now with convicted child molesters. And then the Project Veritas report after that, which is going to blow your minds if you haven't seen it, that just dropped today and it's really quite something. So stick around for the whole podcast, for the whole episode. And like I said, by the end of this next, you know, 45 minutes or however long we go, you're gonna be incredibly informed on this issue, okay? And so uh, here comes the Greg Reese report. Greg, of course, is one of InfoWars' top reporters. We feature videos of his not every single week, but almost every week. Um, and so this is a great report. And it, now that you've seen everything else in context, um, this will bring it even uh, one level higher, okay? So you're understanding that. So here is Greg Reese's report on this Balenciaga issue and what he's calling the satanic 
uh, Balenciaga PSYOP. Okay, so check this out. The evil abuse of children that the world is waking up to today has been going on for many, many years. The Industrial Revolution was fueled by hundreds of thousands of children sold off of orphan trains at local fairs across the country, many of which were born within orphan asylums and referred to as foundlings. History shows us that not everyone sees an innocent child as someone to protect, and the Balenciaga scandal is exposing a hidden cult that celebrates the death and torture of children. The same photographer who placed the Supreme Court ruling on child porn in the Balenciaga ad that sparked this whole recent scandal also did a photo shoot for France's Double Magazine that featured a traumatized-looking child having her passport photo taken for a trip to the same Disney Cruise Line that provides snorkeling trips off the coast of Epstein's Island, otherwise known as Little St. James. Both photo shoots appear to have been styled by Russian stylist Lada Volkova, a highly celebrated stylist in the fashion industry who works for Vogue, Adidas, Chanel, and has been a top stylist for Balenciaga since 2014. She has deleted her Instagram account since the scandal hit, but archived images show a dark appreciation for child abuse, images of violent pedophilia, child torture, child disembowelment, Satanism, and cannibalism. Many of these images are appreciated by her rich and famous designer friends, Gosha Rubchinsky and Mark Jacobs, both accused of peddling pedophilia in their own work. A recent video shows what appears to be fake babies sold in blood-spattered Balenciaga swag. It's in your bag. In my bag, uh, like shop for a baby. Oh, this is like... Should we do a what's in your bag? Can you yeah, can we do a what's in the bag, please? Should I hold it for you and you can take things out? Excuse me. Yeah. Look, there's like a... Like when she starts to cry. Like, then when, uh, when she's Right as the Balenciaga scandal goes viral, Hollywood actress Nicole Kidman, who was recently glamorizing eating bugs, proudly releases her own Balenciaga ad on Instagram. From what we are learning about these people, it seems strange for us to put our faith in any single one of them. And by all appearances, this wasn't an accident. It seems to be another demoralizing psyop. The Balenciaga stuff just gets worse and worse. Check this out. The people that recruited all of the models for Balenciaga's runway show was a woman called Rachel Chandler, who um, has been on Jeffrey Epstein's island. She's even posted the picture on Instagram of CCTV footage back in 2013, bragging about being on an island. This stuff's got me wondering if all high-end fashion brands are just fronts for human trafficking. So most of us know by now that Balenciaga got themselves cancelled by having BDSM bears photographed with children. The same style bears were featured in one of their last runway shows, which was held in a mud pit, as if the brand weren't disgusting enough. But who opened for the show? Yeah, Kanye West was pretty close with Balenciaga before they got canceled for that last photo shoot. 
Kanye's been all over the place for years. Everybody knows that. I'm sure he's been through a lot. I feel for him, but let's keep our eyes open, yeah? It's a very small club, and yet the majority of us still seem to obsess over them, like royalty, which begs the question, do we have any power? And if we someday find that we do, what are we going to do about this evil? Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Okay, so wow, another great, great report from Greg Reese. Just one of the most talented guys out there. Hey, Melissa, welcome to the show uh, on DLive. Melissa says, I hope this will be in the replay section tonight. I need to show my husband this. I think that DLive does automatically load my shows, at least it keeps one at a time in the replay. The thumbnail, I think, DLive works weird. You load one thumbnail and it loads for everything. I haven't changed my thumbnail in probably a year. So God only knows what it says, what it looks like on the front, but it should be there. Melissa, I'm not sure if you're on my email list at Evan Talks, um, but I always, or if you're on my now, my new Substack at eventalks.substack.com. Uh, but I mail out the links every week to all the replays, wherever they are. So if they're on Getter, um, I always mail out the getter link and the rumble link and the bit shoot. I have to do those manual uploads, but they will ultimately go up to my channels. And I hope you're subscribed um, wherever I am because I could definitely use your likes and your shares and all of that stuff on all of the platforms. So my rumble channel at Evan Talks, my bit shoot channel at Evan Talks. Um, you can get to all of those. If you watch the beginning of the show today, I actually show you on my blog the easiest way to find that stuff. So um, I invite you to do that. There's all my contents there. Share it all with your husband. Um, that would be awesome. So um, let's see. Vicky's saying we have to speak with our wallets. Yeah, it's like the, the wallet actually is where it counts. Okay. So uh, what we've just seen in the first hour has been a comprehensive review of this Balenciaga, what they're calling an ad scandal, what I'm calling is out there child pornography um, and how the media is covering for it. You're very welcome, Melissa. And um, I'm seeing, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you see me, you hear me engaging with the viewers as I'm putting comments on screen. Sometimes I read them, sometimes I just respond to them. Um, and Melissa, I just started the show as an actual podcast. So um, today's gonna be episode 250 of the live stream. It's gonna actually be uh, the first real-time podcast that goes out on Apple Podcasts like tomorrow, the audio of this. Uh, and I'm starting to post all the back episodes um, slowly one or two at a time uh, into the Apple Podcast universe. So ultimately we'll get all caught up on that. It might take us another year before we're all caught up. Um, but if you subscribe to my email list or my Substack, okay, then you'll be able to get all my announcements. And as you, uh, if you're already on the list, you know that I'm becoming, it's taken a while to ramp up to this, but I'm starting to put out uh, podcasts, emails, or other kinds of notification communications uh, pretty much almost daily now. So um, we're in very close touch. That means a lot to me, and I hope that's helpful to you. And I'll have more and more and more stuff come in, hopefully all relevant stuff. Uh, that'll be 
really important to share right now as the deep state and the pedo elite and all these people are being exposed. The media is going crazy. Um, I'm still banned off Twitter, but free speech is apparently coming back to Twitter. I don't know. I haven't gotten my invite yet, uh, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, if I ever get back on there, it'll be uh, a fun place to be able to uh, take information from Getter and from Truth Social and post it onto Twitter and force uh, people who don't want to see it to see it. Um, and that'll be great because it'll actually open up the discussion. That's what they're so afraid of. Okay, so all of us are part of this information war. And that's how we're going to get this. Uh, we're going to wake the normies. And uh, if you're on LinkedIn, I don't even know if they're allowing this to be on LinkedIn or on Facebook, but um, my Facebook posts are suppressed. Oh my God, you wanna hear something funny? My Facebook posts are suppressed because I posted a link of, remember that meme that was going around when Nancy Pelosi's husband got hit with the hammer um, and they did all the lying and the covering and the gaslighting on that. It turns out that he was there with some kind of gay lover situation gone wrong and he got hit with the hammer even after the police came. And then they had, um, they had all of uh, the fake news stories come out, okay? And then there was a meme that was hilarious. That was Nancy Pelosi holding up a t-shirt and it was an obvious joke. And it said, I'm proud of my gay husband. And it was so funny. And I posted it on Facebook. And then I think I shared it from my page to my personal profile. And Facebook now has uh, diminished my posts. So they said they're being pushed down lower on the feed. They said for at least 90 days, because I shared false information multiple times. And as proof, they showed me the meme of the obviously fake joke Nancy Pelosi t-shirt holding saying, I'm proud of my gay husband. So not only are they panicking in the deep state, the intelligence agencies, the uh, legacy social media, but they've completely lost any trace of sense of humor they have and they can't even recognize a joke anymore. And they literally fact check joke memes and call it false information and even censor humor and humorous posts uh, if it embarrasses the powers that be over on the left and the blue tards and the woke tards. So um, shame, 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 but we really gotta have compassion for these people. They're losing so bad that they're getting really desperate, okay? So now the back half here, the next two reports, I have a few minutes from ABC News, which is actually, is it ABC News or is it Fox News? Which is actually a really good report on how California is letting out pedophiles into the street, okay? And then after that, I'm gonna finish with this Project Veritas report, which is about 12 minute video that just dropped this morning, which is a HHS, Health and Human Services whistleblower exposing child trafficking. This is part one of a two part report. Next week, we'll do the back half of the report. And they're showing how um, they are trafficking children for sex and they're doing it under the guise of um, health and human services. And it's absolutely should be criminal. People should be rounded up and thrown in prison right now. But of course, nobody's investigating this. Nobody's reporting on it uh, except Project Veritas. So um, 
here we go. We're going to, uh, we got a couple comments here coming from Vicky on the Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's thing. So before I uh, get into this next stage, might as well put these up here. So one comment says, I don't understand why they're trying to hide Paul's gayness. Aren't they all on board with non-binary shit, right? He should come out and be proud. And she should be proud of her gay husband, if that's the way it is. They live in San Francisco, after all. And then a uh, follow-up comment, anyone with kids needs to leave California now. I actually know several families who left California a year or two ago, and I bet they're really happy that they left. At very least, nobody should be sending their kids to these indoctrination schools uh, where they're going to be uh, possibly mutilated, genitally mutilated and chemically castrated without even the parental knowledge. Like It's literally child neglect to the criminal level to even send your kids to these schools, quote unquote, because of the state's uh, stated intentions to take the children away from the parents, give them chemical castration drugs and do surgery on them. And we've reported on previous episodes how hospitals like Vanderbilt University and ch other children's hospitals have been bragging about how they're mutilating children's genitals for money and how much money they make out of these surgeries and these treatments. So um, yeah, I agree with Vicky that uh, you should never put your kid in the hands of the state, especially when the state is California, uh, where I live, beautiful state, but they are taking command and control of the children and they're doing horrible, horrible things to them. So um, here's Kathy's comment that's leading right into this report. 7,000 pedos let out, protect your kids. This is uh, the report coming out from California um, right now. So let's look at this. This is a short one. Good evening. The data that's now being released from a couple of years ago is alarming and disturbing. New tonight, a bombshell report says thousands of convicted pedophiles in California have been released from prison after only spending less than a year behind bars, despite a range of horrific acts, including rape. The analysis, first reported by the Daily Mail, used the latest available information from California's Megan's Law website to uncover the data. Some stats are based on data prior to 2019. Trafficking survivor and founder of the teen project, Lori Burns, weighs in. It's horrific that they're being released. And if you're a parent and you don't think they're near you, look at the Megan's Law website and just put your zip code in and you will see how many predators are close to your house. I don't think people realize it. The report revealed more than 7,000 sex offenders convicted of lewd acts with children were released the same year they were convicted. Burns says a lot of predators find their young victims online. Nowadays, at least 50% of girls are trafficked online. And having been trafficked myself and having lost um, girls that were out there that passed away, um, I'm in this world constantly. This is going to be a bad decision for you. That's why for the last year and a half, Nick Farrell has dedicated countless hours to trying to catch predators in Southern California. I have a decoy. Um, we act like we are 11 to 13 years old, boy or girl. He finds the predators online and meets up with them to expose them. Sometimes Farrell is with law enforcement. Other times he does a citizen's arrest. And hearing about this latest report disturbs him. That's not right. We all want to protect our family. Um, I have a young one. 
he's turning four. I'd do anything to protect him and his friends. So it's nerve wracking. Farrell and Burns hopes the report will, at the least, spread awareness about the dangers of predators online and out in the community. And you need to be scared because if it saves lives, then it's worth scaring you. And the best advice is to really watch your kids' online activity. And take a look at this. This is a list from Tech Radar, and it shows the best parental control apps for parents. And you're seeing the list right now. Some of the features on these apps even track keystrokes, so you can see every letter and word typed by your kid on their devices. And many of these apps listed are available on your iPhone, Android, or computer. And we have more information on our website, foxla.com. Back to you. Okay, that was Coco McAboy from Fox 11 uh, local news report. That was a good report. And I want to spend the rest of the time before the closing song, before we close off, um, looking at this bombshell Project Veritas report that dropped today. So let me tell you a little about this report before we get into it. Um, this is from November 29th, which was actually yesterday it dropped. U.S. Department of Health and Human Services whistleblower reveals tax dollars are being spent to put children in the hands of criminals and says that the government is complicit because, quote, we don't get sued by child traffickers, okay? Uh, then a migrant child who was uh, under 18, said that her female sponsor would pimp her out to men, okay? And this is Tara Lee Rodas, who was from the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency, uh, who is the whistleblower for Project Veritas. And um, the migrant female child said that a woman saying she was the kid's aunt, but it's unclear whether they're a really familial relationship. The woman said to the kid she knew her when she was very young. The kid said, I never knew this lady, and said that she kicked her out of her house because she was pimping the child and the child didn't like it. Said she would pimp her to men. We're gonna watch this video report right now. Um, the child said that she escaped one night and told her aunt she was going to the laundromat and then, um, she didn't go, she, didn't, she went to the laundromat and the kid wasn't there and she called immigration on the kid. So we're going to see in this report how these sponsors, quote unquote, I'm putting those in air quotes, are using their position as child sponsors to blackmail the kids into child sex trafficking because they tell the kids it's kind of like indentured servitude, that they owe them money and they have to work it off and Basically, they get deportation notices for the kids and they hold it over the kids, um, you know, heads and the kids are young and they don't know. And the sponsors say, if you don't do what I want, we're going to call immigration ourselves on you and get you kicked out of the country. Most of these kids are coming from Guatemala, apparently, and they say their mothers are back in Guatemala and um, they don't, in fact, live with their fathers. They live with bunches of men. This is a very disturbing report. It's not graphic, but it's just disturbing the information on it. So um, that's what we're going to watch right now. It's very, very mind-blowing. And then there's a part two of the report that will be coming. It hasn't dropped yet, where they're going to go even deeper in this and follow a kid from all the way from being trafficked across the southern border into the United States, into these sponsor homes, and then sold 
um, through different um, pretty much Democrat institution organizations, okay? So it's mind-blowing stuff. They have proof and documentation. They have camera evidence. They have witness testimony and nobody's doing anything about it. It's absolutely um, unacceptable and it's enraging, okay? Now I wanna just make a note here for people listening on the podcast and people watching. Um, I understand some of these comments that you might notice some of your comments are coming in, they're not going on screen. Um, Those are mostly um, heartfelt comments about what should be done to some of these pedophiles. And um, just look, I'm broadcasting on a bunch of different platforms. And of course, none of us here advocate violence of any kind. So I'm definitely not gonna be putting any of those comments up on the screen, okay? Um, Understandable what uh, people wanna do to these child traffickers and pedophiles. Um, And Melissa's saying every single one of these employees should be a whistleblower now. And if not, then they're okaying it, right? If you're not in on it, Uh, I mean, if you're not reporting it, you're in on it. Um, And we have Amy here now on Facebook. How are you doing, Amy? Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that we're still on Facebook. So, um, so glad you can be here. And thanks for saying hi in the chat. Everybody say hi to Amy if you don't know her. She's a good, good, good dear friend of mine from way back. Uh, And we go way, way back together. So um, Kathy's plugging um, Brandon House Live at Frank's Speech. Uh, uncensored covering all of this tonight. Um, big fan, although got my hands full, so I probably will miss that, but um, thanks for posting that. So here we go. Let me drop this video here, and then I will see you on the other side. I'm probably gonna lose this jacket at some point during the report because I'm gonna grab my squeeze box for the end of the show and play us out with the closing song uh, and a little praise for, for the Lord, okay? So... <laughs> white will wash this whole disgusting mess over with prayer and with praise of God um, who uses evil for good. And so all of this stuff's being exposed and it is a good thing that people are becoming aware of this. So let's be in praise of that, that these monsters are out on display. If they didn't take off their veils and allow us to see their true evil and dark intentions, then there would be many, many more normies still asleep, right? But there's more and more people waking up and there's uh, more and more opportunities to share the truth. So we gotta praise God about that. Okay, so let's look at this great report from James O'Keefe at Project Veritas, probably one of the greatest reporters of our day. And um, this is the HHS whistleblower report on child trafficking. Good evening. dollars of people who are listening are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. And I said, look, I said, I need to make you aware. And they said, Tara, we don't get sued by traffickers. A government whistleblower with the Council of Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency has stepped forward to Project Veritas to detail her harrowing experience assisting with the placement of unaccompanied migrant children the Department of Health and Human Services. In 2021, this whistleblower volunteered to assist HHS with the placement of unaccompanied minors and was deployed to the Migrant Emergency Intake Site in Pomona, California. There, she witnessed the agency failing these children, as she puts it, doing the work of the cartels on your tax dollars. These vulnerable children, we care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. With your dollars and my dollars, we fly 
that product directly to the trafficker. God forbid it's sex trafficking. Project Veritas embarked on a nine-month investigation across the country to corroborate our whistleblower's claims. So he attempted to traffic children, and he's still at address in Texas. Yes, we have 44 unaccompanied children at that address. We have 25 unaccompanied children at that address. Project Veritas put boots on the ground, visiting scores of addresses the whistleblower shared from case files she worked on. What we found was shocking. Young children living with multiple older, unrelated men. And in one case from Gulf Freeway in Houston, Texas, a young girl who admits to her female sponsor using her for sex work. ¿Quién te patrocinó a ti? Una tía, pero me corrió en la casa. Bueno, no, porque ella me ofrecía. Y a mí no me gustaba eso. ¿Te ofrecía qué? Me ofrecía con los hombres. Pero ella, ¿cuántos hombres ella te obligó a estar con cuántos hombres? Bueno, con muchos. Ni porque no me gustaba lo que me decía. Me obligaba. ¿Ella de verdad fue, era tu tía o fue alguien que se... Porque ella me conocía desde chiquita, pero yo no la conocía. I don't believe that this is something that HHS wants people to know. So tell me about your experience in the federal government. So I've been a federal employee for over 19 years. I'm a GS-14. I work for the Council of the Inspectors General on Integrity and Efficiency. We combat fraud, waste, and abuse in federal programs. I've seen that there are large numbers of children who are being sent to the same location in some areas within a few square miles. There are over 300 unaccompanied children who have been released. It's just strange that HHS knows there's a lot of children going to one area, and yet they're not doing anything to say, there's gonna be a mandatory home study before we send one more child here. One of the things that has occurred in this administration is that they have relaxed a lot of the stringent vetting by creating these additional field guidances. And there's a focus on move the children as opposed to place children in safe homes. Right now, it is speed over safety. Move the children 10 to 15 days. I am holding Field Guidance 10 from HHS, which was enacted in March 2021. This guideline pushes expedited release of unaccompanied children to sponsors, according to our whistleblower, within 14 days after processing. And what sorts of fraud have you witnessed? Uh, name fraud, legal document fraud? So we had some cases, uh, it's specifically in Austin, where a sponsor was attempting to simultaneously sponsor two unaccompanied children. In one application, said his address was at one location, and then for the next child, he used a different address of a neighboring apartment building. Mm. So same person sponsoring at two separate addresses. And who's he? Um, so the sponsor here, mm. Edgar. ¿Cómo se llama usted? Yo me llamo Edgar. Edgar, ¿qué? 
Edgar, Edgar Tiul. Tiul, oh, mucho gusto, Edgar. Sí. ¿Eres de Guatemala? Sí. Ah, mucho gusto. ¿Y cuándo llegaste aquí a Estados Unidos? Un, un año. ¿Cuántos adultos hay aquí? ¿Cinco, seis? Aquí somos o sea, como cinco. ¿Como cinco? Sí. ¿Todos hombres? Sí, hombres. ¿Y algún niño? No. ¿En algún momento has patrocinado a algún niño, Edgar? No. Ninguno. Ninguno. So he attempted to traffic children and he's still at address in Texas walking a free man. Yes, HHS does not want federal law enforcement going after their sponsors in any way. Why not? It's a very good question that I don't have the answer to. Our sponsors typically are not citizens. They are not permanent residents. They don't have legal presence. If you look at the data on the HHS website, a majority of the children who are coming across the border unaccompanied are from Guatemala. Why is that? Well, I believe they're easier to exploit. ¿Cuál es tu apellido? Um, no sabe. ¿Cuántos años tienes? ¿Ah? ¿Tú, ¿Tu papi está? No. ¿Y dónde está tu mami? I'm just pausing this very quickly for people who are listening to the podcast. They're interviewing some uh, a little girl now in Spanish, and they're saying, you know, where's your mommy? And she's saying she's in Guatemala. And where's your dad? And she's saying he's at work. And uh, then uh, there's a thing on the screen that says Project Veritas journalists are let inside the apartment where another unrelated adult male is present. And they're going into this apartment now. There's some young kid in there. Um, so I'm going to keep going here. También vive aquí. ¿Quién más? Who lives here? Only six. Only six. Ah, y la niña y adultos. So he's saying that there's one little boy and uh, a little girl, and there's four adult men. Okay, no women and no no parents. Okay, the little one and four. Cuatro hombres, ¿verdad? Sí. Four men. ¿De dónde eres? Guatemala. So there's two kids sitting on the floor against a bare brick wall. Their eyes are blacked out. They're eating popsicles and um, they're being asked, who do you live with? And he says, who do you live with? And the kid says, uh, my, my papa and some other guys. And he says, there's about eight of us. And so they ask, is the little girl um, alone in the apartment? And they say, no, she's with some guys. And also they asked her if the little girl lives with her father and the little boy says, no, she's with other guys. These sponsors fill out a federal form 
So if they provide false information on federal documentation, that also is criminal. We don't know if the U.S. Attorney's Office in Texas knows about this. Right. They probably don't. I think most people don't know. They have no idea that children are going to unrelated people, that children are definitely, we have proof, evidence, that they're being recruited and transported. They're then in debt bondage. So this is a 16-year-old girl now being interviewed, and she says that she's in debt and she has to pay off the debt. And the Project Veritas journalist is asking, you have to pay off the debt. How much do you owe? She has 18,000 quetzales to pay back. I don't know how much that is in dollars, but that's the Guatemalan um, uh, currency. We know that children have been trafficked through the program. And the name of this program, again, is... It's the Unaccompanied Children Program, so the UC program. This is where the um, lady says, is she your aunt? And the girl says, yes, she's my aunt. And then she says, um, uh, but I didn't know her before, but she said she knew me when I was very little. So it's it's unclear whether the girl is really her aunt. I mean, whether the woman who's trafficking her is truly her aunt or not. Your trafficker in Guatemala, he's got to use the cartel to get his children across Mexico. But once he gets the children to the U.S. border, we take them. Mm -hmm. So we take the product. These These vulnerable children... We care for them, we clothe them, we feed them. And then with your dollars and my dollars and the dollars of every person watching, we fly that product directly to the trafficker. The trafficker then has the ability to labor traffic that child until they're caught, if they ever are. And, and the, God forbid it's sex trafficking. Okay, this is the 16-year-old um, saying that she was living with her aunt, but she kicked her out. And she said, why did she kick you out? The Project Veritas reporter and the 16-year-old says, well, because she was pimping me. She literally used that word. And I didn't like that. She says she would pimp her out to men. How long did you live with your aunt? Uh, she's asked, and the girl says she thinks it was about four months. So she says, how many men in those four months were you forced to be with? And the girl says, a lot. She's like, I don't know how many, but it was a lot. And then she was asked, so you were forced to be with this man? And the uh, girl says, yes.
did she do it in her house? Uh, the girl was asked, or did she do it somewhere else? And the girl said she did it right there in her house. She would have men come and rape her um, 16-year-old niece, or if she was re even really her niece. And once the children are gone to the sponsor, there's nothing that we can do about it. There's nothing that HHS can do. We give the child to the sponsor. I said, do you think the child is going to take the sponsor to their immigration hearing? And they're like, probably not. And I'm like, no, probably not. So hence, the child gets an order of deportation, and that's it. I mean, their chance to get their papers are, are gone. So they've been harmed. But why is that beneficial to the sponsor? And I say, case manager, think with me. Who gets the order of deportation? The sponsor. What happens? The sponsor can hold up that order of deportation to that child and say, this is your order of deportation. If you do not do what I say, when I say, I'm going to call ICE on you myself. We are paying to put children in the hands of criminals. This is where the girl is telling the story of how she escaped from the house and she told her aunt she was going to the laundromat um, and then she uh, escaped and she didn't find her there so she called immigration on her. One day a case manager, she came running up to me and she said, Tara, we're sending another child too. Austin. And I said, what do you mean? So I picked up all my stuff. I go running down to the command center to mm -hmm. talk to the executives there. I said, we're getting ready to send an another child. And they said, Tara, I think you need to understand that we only get sued if we keep kids in care too long. We don't get sued by traffickers. Are you clear? We don't get sued by traffickers. So that was the answer of the United States federal government. HHS did not want this information to get out. They knew I had made protected disclosures and they retaliated against me as a whistleblower and had me kicked off the site so that I could no longer research the cases. If you're a case manager and you know this information, if you work for HHS, come forward. It's the only way the program is going to change. Stay tuned for part two, where we take our investigation from Texas to Florida and reveal more of the harsh reality of our whistleblower's story. Okay, so there you have it. That's today's report. So um, we showed how child pornography, child um, sex trafficking, and child bondage is being glorified in the media, how it's been used in uh, celebrity and political circles, and how they signal to each other uh, that they're into it by posting different types of art and by glorifying different types of fashion and art displays and how possibly the entire fashion industry and a lot of the art industry might just be fronts for child trafficking. And from there, we went into actual child trafficking that's happening right now under the Biden regime and being uh, ramped up to levels never before seen. Of course, uh, fake President Biden is the pedophile in chief. 
He likes to sniff little girl's hair. His own daughter wrote in her diary, which has been substantiated, that he raped her in the shower basically when they were younger and overly sexualized her and caused her a lifetime of problems. Um, so uh, that's basically it. And then um, Ursula is commenting here on screen, HHS secretary wants children to have their genitals hacked off. So that goes into the child genital mutilation not to mention the pro-abortion agenda, you know, kill the children outright before they're even born. If they're born, then you can torture them, you can uh, genitally mutilate them, you can child traffic them, you can uh, sell them for sex, you can cover that, and, and they're making all of our taxpayer dollars go to all of that, which is just a whole other level um, of craziness, okay? So um, Kathy's saying the government are the uh, pedo rat infested, baby children killers. And uh, we see that in so many different ways. So I hope this report, um, whether you're watching the video, whether you're listening to the podcast, uh, brings it all together in a way that is palatable and fully understandable and digestible. I encourage you to share this link wide. And uh, when the replays go up, share this report, please, with uh, everybody you know. And so here's where we're going to change and close the show on a positive note. Okay, I'm going to change my background to God and country. And we're going to sing this song, which has become the closing song ritual. These are words that come straight from the Bible, from the Old Testament and the New Testament. So it's a little of both. As you know, I'm a Christian Jew. And so uh, some of these words come from Proverbs. Some come from Ephesians. And all the words come right from the Bible, okay? So uh, it's trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Lean not into our own understandings. We don't know everything. Only God knows everything. And so we put our trust into God and try our best as we can to follow God's will and his advice for us and know that there is uh, the redemption and forgiveness in the grace of Jesus Christ, okay? So um, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you. Thanks, Ursula. Thanks, um, everybody who's on the live show. And God bless you guys. Uh, so let me sing you out here a little uh, song to put you in a good mood, okay? We'll tie it all together and <laughs> wrap it up in a bow. <laughs> In psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, sing and make melodies in your heart to the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your understanding.
polish your arm. Wherefore be not unwise. Understanding what the will of the Lord is. Be not too drunk with wine. Just be filled with the Spirit. Give thanks and praise for all things. Unto God in the name of Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your understanding. All right. Thank you so much for being here for the Real Evan J live stream or the Evan J podcast now on Substack. We'll see you next week, every week at around 3 p.m. Pacific on Wednesdays. Uh, subscribe to my emails at eventalks.com. Get on my Substack at eventalks.substack.com and you'll get all the notifications, all the podcasts, all the blog posts, all the special offers, all the different stuff that's going to be coming your way. Um, thank you for your comments here on the uh, live stream. And Ursula's saying you can play a little accordion, a little piano, but mostly guitar. We should jam sometime, Ursula, and work that out. I know you're long distance, but maybe we can work something out. Um, thank you, Vicky, uh, for making it a great show. You guys make it great by being here and interacting with me and giving me this great feedback and comments. Um, Ursula's saying see you all next week. Thank you so much. And um, hugs to all right back to you and like I close every show with a little Carol Burnett ear tug and God bless. I'll see you soon. Take care.